We're here. It's uh, Sleepwalker Radio. I'm here with Osiris Israel. How you doing? I'm doing all right, bro. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, we were kind of talking about it earlier, but you're calling in from L.A., right? Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles right now. Facts. What's it like? Uh, what's it like out there right now? Honestly, this this past year and the beginning of this year kind of different than the past couple years I've been out here. It's kind of like I feel like all the action is kind of like shifted towards like downtown. Like it's kind of like Wait. quiet. Got you, got you. I live in North Hollywood right now, but I live by all. Yeah, that is kind of in the cut relative to L.A. My girlfriend used to stay out of L.A. in Koreatown. That shit was... Yeah, Koreatown active. Yeah, it was in the mix for sure. Um, But we definitely, like, driven around North Hollywood, just, like, look at shit. I fuck with Koreatown, though. That's, like, one of my favorite parts of L.A., like, Koreatown and, like, that area that's like the coolest part of it to me yeah it's a good mix of like people for real too because you got like obviously it's koreatown so there's hella koreans but there's also like hella mexicans and then just like cooler people i would say you ever so, been to echo park lake yeah yeah she lived right around there we would go there pretty i used to work at the echo park lake you said what? Guard at the Swan Boat Tackle Park League for like two years. Oh, weird. Yeah, I fuck with the park. That's like my favorite park in the league. But the governor, yeah. like, the homeless situation got so out of control that the governor, like, fucked up the whole park. He, like, kicked all the vendors out and kicked all the homeless people out during the pandemic. And, like, ever since yeah. then, that yeah. hasn't been the same. It's been way different. Yeah, nah, that shit was crazy. I remember, like, hearing about that or heard talking about that. Yeah, even though you're out LA, you actually are from like the DMB area, right? Yeah, I'm from Maryland because uh, both of my parents are from Maryland. But got you. I was born in Japan because because my mother like she served in the military and stuff. So, oh, word. In Japan, most of my life, and then we moved to Japan and well, we moved to Maryland in 2009. Damn, so, so, you, so you, you grew up in Japan? Yeah, I grew up in like Maryland. And Japan. Gotcha. Um. Well, what, what part of Japan were you in? Like, Yokota. Oh, the Yokota Air Beach. Gotcha. And you said you moved from Japan to Maryland when? 2005? Yeah. No, I probably moved. I moved to, like, hell the states. My mom was just getting stationed all over the U.S. for a couple of years. That makes so sense. Like, so you were just kind of around. I in, like, Hawaii, New Mexico. I was, like, all over. But then I, I moved to Maryland in 2009, and, uh, and, and I stayed there until I moved out there. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So you've seen, like, a lot of the world already from a young age. So I was going to ask you if you've been outside the country, but, like, definitely, definitely have. So you're, like, a Japanese citizen, then. You were born there, right? Uh, no, so I'm I'm a U.S. citizen because uh, Oh, yeah, I'll because be it's military. But... I could I could apply for citizenship. Got you. Since it sounds like you spent the majority of your actual childhood growing up in Maryland, how was uh, how was that experience? And what part of Maryland specifically? Like were you in PG? No, I was in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Like, where? Well, actually, I was on Fort Meade, Maryland, the military base first, 
for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. I mostly remember living in Glen Burnie, Maryland, which is like kind of like the outskirts of Baltimore. Facts. So that's, Facts. that's where I went to most of my public school, like in Glen Burnie. So it's like people from Baltimore and people from DC, like this is like a mix. It's kind of yeah. like, like a great area in Maryland for real. No, I feel you. Cause it's, it's not really like the DMV for real. And I feel like it's more like closer like to Baltimore, but it's still not Baltimore. So it's, yeah, it's not Baltimore. It's more like the DMV, but it's like Baltimore, like 10 minutes away from where I grew up. Right. So like, everybody, everywhere, everybody I grew up with just hang out in Baltimore now. So. Got you. So is that where you got into music, like growing up in Maryland uh, and specifically like producing? I think I got into music like in school just because we had music production classes in my school. I took one in mm-hmm. seventh grade and they had this uh, this program called Mixcraft on a computer and I was just using it. I guess I've always been making music in school though. Like I was one of those kids like in the, uh, like the orchestra elementary school. I played, I played the violin in most elementary school and then I played the saxophone in middle school and stuff. Word. So you know how to play like a few instruments then? Yeah. That's cool. Well, I don't know how to play yeah. the violin anymore. Yeah, I could kind of play the second. I just play the guitar and the piano, you know, these days. So how did you get into, like, making beats? Uh, I don't know. I just always loved beats. Uh, that was always my favorite part of the song. So in the seventh grade, I just started making beats on the computers. I just I started taking it seriously probably, like, ninth grade. What software were you on? FL Studio. FL? You still on yeah. FL? Yeah. Sent. Tried and true. Yeah, it's still the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so what was like the first song that you uploaded? Do you like remember? That I uploaded uh it was probably like a like a samurai shampoo flute. I think that's the first thing I uploaded, and then I immediately got copyrighted and taken down. So. <laughs> Facts. And so it sounds like you've been producing for like a, a good minute then, um, since it was like since seventh grade and ninth grade took it serious. Um, how long were you producing before you started like sending stuff out to people and getting placements? Um, like a couple of weeks. I call you a couple of months. Oh. Yeah, a friend of mine named Franco. Uh, he just gave me Lucky's email when I first started making, and so those are like the beats that I sent to Lucky, and the beats that I sent to Isaiah. Those are the first beats I like ever sent out, and that was in like 2016. Damn. Gotcha. All right. Well, and you were going by Robbie at that point, right? Yeah. Did you have any other like monikers or have you had any other like names that you I got? Did. Like my very first producer day was DSR 50. Because I used to just play Blackouts 2 all the time. And then, 
I think I probably did have some like stupid little like silly name in between, but mm-hmm. it was the it was definitely like Robbie. And then I don't know. I just got tired of like not using my real name. That's and then this my real name. So your real name is Osiris Israel. Yeah, that's fine. So it's a great name. Thank you. Yeah, you already mentioned like the lucky and Isaiah placements. Do y'all do you have any more like unreleased stuff that you're sending on from like that era when you were like making beats and sending them out to people? Not that I'm sitting on. I do remember like there's a lot of lucky songs that he posted on his story. This was like before they even had like the screen record feature on the phone, so it was like yeah, yeah. just look at it on his story. Cool. But there's definitely like a lot of lucky songs that like we'll probably never hear. And uh, I don't know. I might have some like I might have some stuff from back then. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have a, like, a like, in Maryland that uh, has a bunch of stuff on a hard drive. I gotta get fixed. But if I ever do that, then yeah, I probably will have a bunch of like archive stuff to drop. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah, because to go on like during that time period, you're also getting a lot of uh, placements with like the like early placements with, like the. Atlanta plug slash Slay World type of associates like Summers, um, Kai Slingo, Destroy Lonely. Um, were you like making any of these? All of this was just over like email, or did you get to meet or make any of these songs in person with these people? Um, shit, what did I mean, I mean, I met Destroy Lonely, but we made the songs like like over email and stuff. Honestly, all of this stuff, like all of them people, I really just met them uh, because of that Lucky song. Like at that yeah. time, Lucky, like Lucky Fame was like some other shit at that time, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of flipped For my sure. life. Just that one song. But yeah, honestly, just right. through the internet, I met a lot, I met a lot of those people like afterwards, like once I moved to LA. But at that time, I was like living with my parents still, so I wasn't really that's fair. That's so when did you um actually move out to LA? Uh, like I don't know, it was like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Like, yeah, I just got gotcha. into my parents kind of got kicked out, and like I just knew some producers out here. Ended up living with them in two thousand eighteen, and I've been just living out Very, here. Ever which which producers were? They actually, because I feel like there was a lot of people going to LA during that time period from like everywhere. I'm just curious. So I, was basically, I ended up staying with, I was with Lerato. I was with my homie Joshua. His producer did was like a soldier. But he like, he dropped a bunch of songs back in the day, like on his page. Gotcha. I was staying with Team Jacob and, uh, and Gunlock. Who else was I it was a lot of people. It was a lot of just like traffic going on, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That's what it sounds like whenever I talk to people from that time period. Because I interviewed uh, you tripping like last year, and you was kind of talking about that time period. A lot of people moving in and out because he was actually like from there and shit. But is that where you met Lavrado out and out in LA? Because I feel like <laughs> I got hit to you through just one of his songs and i feel like you've been um like kind of his primary one of his primary producers and have a pretty extensive discography with him yeah me and him uh we just met each other over the internet like pretty early i think it might have been like do i to be honest and uh 
Yeah, so me and him, we've been making music since like 2016. And when I when I got kicked out of my house and shit, I was just talking to them, and they was just like, "Just come out here." Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's fire. I'm about to share my screen real quick. Can you uh, can you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I was just uh, I like search your name like Osiris Israel and Lorado and just like hella songs. Yeah, I don't really work with a lot of rappers. Like, he's definitely one of the only people I was working with for a long time. I, I started working with other rappers, like, in the past two years, though. But, yeah, he's definitely, like, the person I work with the most. What's your, like, favorite project that y'all put out together, would you say? Or just, like, collaborations? Honestly, I will probably have to say some stuff that we're working on right now. You said what? I said I would have to say something that we're working on right now that ain't out yet. Oh, I got you. I got you. Some unreleased shit. Yeah. He got a lot, a lot of really good unreleased music. Facts. I feel like I'll be having uh-huh. to like come drop a lot of shit. <laughs> and then another artist that you have like a pretty extensive amount of work with is Mikey FM. Is uh is that your brother? No, nah, that's not my brother. Where, my mom okay, said that like that. He looked like my brother when we first met. Cause me and him, we yeah. just met. Instagram. We did go to middle school together, but I don't even remember. Like we didn't, we didn't know each other in middle school. Thanks. But yeah, we just we just linked up because we just were both producers and we were from Maryland, so we just been kicking it for a long time. Probably like I don't know, like six, seven years. No, that's fire. Um. Yeah, what what would you say is one of your like favorite works that y'all have done together as well? That we've done together probably Sleeping Forest Part Two. It's like because he made like a he made a drum kit and I made like a track with that shit. And it was probably one of my best drum and bass and white tracks still. Cause you made a few different drum kits like yourself, right? Yeah. Y'all just like interchange drum kits from time to time. Of course, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, if, if I ever make a drum kit, it's already a list of like fifteen people that I like got us in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fuck with that. And I had a, a question, uh, like early on in a lot of the works that you, Lorado, and Mikey were all putting out, you had this thing called Lodge going on, or Lodge Town, and you would put it in, a, like, your videos or make references to it and, like, song names and shit like that. Yeah, and I know it's a it's a profile on SoundCloud, but I feel like mm-hmm. there's a little bit more to it. Would you want to kind of go into that? It was just an archive page. I have a lot of stuff privated on there, but honestly, I've just been using it to like drop stuff that like either I should have dropped a long time ago or like stuff that I did drop that I deleted. So that's pretty gotcha. much what's on. So like anything on there is like probably like 
Well, there is some new stuff on there now, but like most of the stuff on there is like you know like, like five or six years old. Yeah, that's that's what I noticed. Um, it seemed like a little bit like older songs. I do have I drop a lot of stuff. On there. That's also it's like a One Piece reference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out One Piece. I just started watching it like last winter i want to say because i i fuck with anime i've been watching like animes for a minute but it just I've, i didn't watch one piece growing up and it just seems like such a large amount of episodes to watch so i was just like kind of intimidated because i didn't really watch it as a child either i kind of like got into it like really late but since there was so many episodes and i was like i was at a point where i was i had moved to l.a and I had to come back to Maryland, to yeah. Like get together, so I was just like a lifeguard, and I was just working all day, just like thinking about coming back to LA, just watching One Same. Piece all day at work. <laughs> Six, seven hundred episodes of One Piece at work, just to do it. Cool. And I just got washed from watching that shit. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of happy I watched it like as I'm older, because I feel like I can really appreciate everything that's going on in it, and can like relate to shit more. And see, like, what they're trying to say. Underlying shit. Yeah. So shit's fire. That's a good show. And what is Corazon? Is it, like, a label or collective? Um, you could say it's just like a collective, pretty much. It kind of just started with me and Mikey and Amel and, like, my homie CJ. Mm-hmm. I just went up group with us to, you know, just to, just to collect it, just to keep working on shit, doing shit that we was already doing, but uh, I thought I made a Discord server and, like, just a lot of producers and people that I met through that Discord server, it kind of became, like, bigger. Like, I just kind of just started letting anybody be Corazon. Like, like the people in Corazon is just honestly the people who wanted to be in Corazon. Like, where'd you cool people though, through that shit? And where'd you get the name from? Like, what is it inspired by? Uh, it's inspired by this character that, that got killed in One Piece. So I can't, I can't say too much. Damn, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but that's fire. Yeah, I can't say too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did you design the, the like logo for it? Cause it's, it's pretty hard. Uh, no, nah, I didn't design the logo. That, that's, that's actually literally just the logo from One Piece. We do have a, a new logo, though. That we, that's kind of based off of that one, though. But I originally got the logo straight from One Piece. Facts, so do you feel like One Piece is like pretty influential to just your creative like output in general? Oh, um, but not even, to be honest. Like I, I would say anime is, yeah. Uh, people think that One Piece is my favorite anime, but it's probably like it's not. It's not One Piece. I yeah, love like One Piece, but I like I just top like three to five animes. Uh, definitely, wow. probably my favorite anime, and then Hunter X Hunter, and then yeah. I don't know, maybe like Parasite for my third. Stan. Very but, like, I, don't, I, like, I just appreciate a lot of the swag from anime, like just a lot of the subtle shit, like like the you know the horizon, like, like the the symbols and shit. Yeah. 
that makes that makes a lot so of sense. So I'm gonna test like a lot of the symbolism in One Piece, but like honestly, I'll be thinking about other type of anime and stuff when I be making music. That makes sense. And who exactly are the members? You know, I know you said you it started off as you and Mikey and like CJ and some other of your friends. And then I kind of started hearing the Corazon tag and like Nolan songs and um, like Nerd Coke songs and you tripping songs too. Uh, who else is like a part of the collective? So, it's hard to say. There's so many people like, and there's so many people that that we're affiliated with that aren't really core zone they're like get mistaken for core zone too like but even they core zone too at the same time like because it's really just us like it's not a there ain't no real roster like this the the people that i officially asked to be a core zone would be like you tripping i asked him a long time ago like 2021 i asked him to be in core zone and i miss you javi i reached out to them a long time ago that's probably like the first person that i asked to be in core zone and then same to I reached out to them around that same time I asked them to be a core zone. And then after that, it really just was like, like just relationships that we was building organically, like people that was just with it, like, like Zesh and Lost and Bernie and like adult. So mainly just producers. Yeah. Like all, this, all these producers that I was meeting through like Javi and Rob and stuff. People that, that I had invited in the core zone, like that I met, like Gandrix through the internet, who's like an amazing rapper, like like one of my favorite rappers. Same. Like, but honestly, like, like we we have a roster, but we don't at the same time. We just yeah. don't right now. Like people come and go too. Yeah. And Do you just have like, like a. Like, what are you gonna say? Like it's a big team. Like we got a lot of relationships. Out here in California, like, <clears throat> like a lot of venues, and like I, I know a lot of engineers and stuff. So we got a lot going on right now, but it's hard to say like who, who is Corazon and who isn't. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Especially politics with it too these days. Like people not getting along. Yeah. yeah. But I was gonna say, especially since y'all have all been out there for a minute now, it makes sense that we have a lot of connections in that, like the entity of Corazon could be like just through the internet like a lot of people in Corazon are like living in Atlanta they're living in Miami and stuff so we got like just like headquarters like all over the U.S. right now not for real do you have like any specific plans for what it's gonna look like in the future or are you kind of just letting it like do its thing right now so we so like a little of both like i'll definitely let everybody just do their thing but what i'll say too much i really I, like my plan really is to just produce like a live show like turn it all into a live show that's what i want facts because like my favorite part of music is like dj to be honest it's even like I, I like dj more than i even like producing to be honest yeah that actually goes into my next question, which is that you go, I was kind of going through your discography and I feel like since the pandemic, a lot of uh, the stuff you put out is uh, DJ mixes, a lot of like house music, um, drum and bass and jazz. Um, and yeah, you just kind of said it 
would are you trying to kind of go down that lane right now? Um, it's funny you said that because like I kind of always was, but then like around around like 2019, I kind of started you know making trap beats and stuff again. But like, I wasn't really so I was kind of like on hiatus for a few years where like I was making stuff and I wasn't putting anything out. But I was just always making house music to be honest. Like since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's actually a fact. I meant to say like you like kind of vamped it up, but actually you're 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 right. You've been. I think I just got a little. I just got more confident. I just started putting it out. Yeah. And you know, honestly, bro, Mikey, he was putting out so much like amazing drum and bass stuff. Like I had to drop some shit. Facts. Who are some of your your favorite, I guess, drum and bass projects or artists, or that type of music? Honestly, like LTJ Booking. Definitely my favorite, like drummer, bass, like DJ and producer for sure. Mm-hmm. And like another DJ and producer, I really fuck with like Ron Trent. He doesn't really make drum and bass. He makes like like deep house, all types of dance music and stuff. Yeah, and then you use a lot of a. Uh, you'll put a lot of jazz music in um, the mixes too, and I feel like even your production is kind of inspired to a certain degree by like that type of jazz music or the instrumentation and stuff like that um who are some of like some jazz artists that you're influenced by or like uh probably like miles davis like Ahmad jamal like people that like producers that i was listening to was happening like Jobbers, people that knew Jobbers was something like you know stuff shit like that yeah honestly I just feel like those chords are the, that's what sounds best to me. So even when I make melodies, like I always use like R and B, like jazz type chords, because this is what sounds the best. Mm-hmm. Let me share my screen again, and to go into some of your like more recent work, you dropped a project called Free Scott um, last year to close out the year. Um, were those just songs that you were sitting on, or did you record songs specifically for this project? I'm trying to think, did I record anything for this? No, nah, yeah, these, this is definitely just stuff that I was sitting on. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I noticed some of the Snower tracks had been on, were also out on his SoundCloud, too, and I was listening through it. Yeah, this, whole, this entire tape was just stuff that I was sitting on. Gotcha. I was just kind of like, just kind of stuff that I wanted to get out the way, to be honest. And then also right. just like, as far as those slower songs, just songs that like I wanted to just promote. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, who is Scott? Uh, so it's actually just like a little nickname that I had. Got you. Says you. When I was in middle school. You said what? I said, it's just a nickname that I had when I was in middle school. Cause I used to like, cause growing up in Maryland, people used to say that I like talk white. Cause I ain't had like a, a Baltimore accent and shit like that. So they used to call me Scott. So they called you Scott. Cool. Yeah. Man, that's fucked up. I ain't good. Physical. Yeah, we were all good. <laughs> bro. Yeah, like, fuck it. Um, what's your favorite track off of, off the project? Oh, shit, off of Free Scott, probably like 
probably three bands that that track was slow track too that's probably one of my favorite ones yeah that, that's that my favorite that i made like last year for sure so you released this as a mix um and i feel like you released all of your projects kind of as like a mix is there a specific reason for that i guess because you want to be you're, you fuck with djing um i don't know that's just like when i thought of dropping a project that's just the way i just thought to do this like because I, I don't know. I used to drop a lot of beat snippets on uh, on SoundCloud, so I used to just line it up like a mix in an FL studio like that. So when I, you know, thought to drop a project, like that's just how I, that's how I did it. Facts. Yeah, just maintain that order or that structure that you've been using. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know how else to do it. Well, I mean, I guess I could have dropped all the, the songs like singular, but I don't know. I guess my, I just wasn't even worried about that. Mm. And to go back, uh, I was listening to some of your uh, like house mixes, and I, f- I really fuck with the ZZZ one. That's probably like my favorite mix that you put out. And I, I noticed you had a Benny Revival song on there. Do you, you fuck with Benny Revival? Yeah, I do fuck with Benny Revival. But my homie, also in Corazon, his name is No Four Five. He actually put me onto that song like a day before I made that mix. Got you. Yeah, no, nah, he's got like hits. Um, but I haven't done this segment in a while, but what we do is we take some of the, um, fits that Benny's had in the last couple of years. And then I just want you to like to pick, I'm gonna show you four. Uh, and I just want you to just pick which one like resonates with you the most. Does that sound good? Yeah, I'm down. All right. But all right. So we got the, the tide dude. Starting off, we got AI, Abominable Snowman, with, uh, I think, Jesus. Damn, that match was crazy. Yeah. Then we got Taco Bell Chihuahua. It's a, a good one. And we got George Washington as well. No, I'm definitely fucking yeah. with it. This one got go one. through one more time. Wait, this one kind of remind me of, like, this time that we went to like this like abandoned mental asylum in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> it was not shit doing, bro. We were just doing shit like that. Yeah, you watch there's a it's been on Instagram, like the reels kinda recently. It's like decaying Midwest. And it's like these like dudes that go throughout like the Midwest of America just walking through all the abandoned buildings and just like exploring and shit. Yeah, I would do some shit like that. Yeah. That's just something. But like, because that's all, bro, we had to do shit like that. To where I grew up in Glen Burnie, like there was like this, <laughs> like on the side of the, on the side of Marley Lake Boulevard, this long ass road. And like this dude from LA moved to my neighborhood and he was like, nah, we got to break in there. So we just like immediately the first day there, we just like broke into that shit. And it was like, <laughs> like, like, uh, it was like a pentagram on the ground with like dolls, like just around that shit. Like, that's Oh, was, nah. It took off. It was sometime like my junior year or something. Nah, that's wild as shit. Yeah, that shit was crazy. It was like snowing outside and shit. It was like a movie. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, yeah, but 
got Insane Asylum, Tide, AI, Abominable Snowman, Chihuahua, Taco Dive. I, I really fuck with this one. I'll fuck with Taco Bell. Yeah. See, nah, I'll fuck with this one. Because I love right. those. <laughs> and he's consistent with the theme. Yeah, Benny Revival cool as fuck to me. Yeah. I'm going to pick George George Washington this, this round. Yeah, I'm going to pick George Washington too. I don't know where they was at in that yard. Wherever they was at, that shit definitely like gave me a flashback to that song. <laughs> Facts. Nah, yeah. Dolls in a pentagram is crazy. Like, wherever you see that, regardless of, like, time of day or, like, location, it's always going to be, like, a crazy... Yeah, it was movie. crazy. And we were, like, kids, too. So we was, like, kind of, like, expecting to see some scary shit. And it was just, like, some, like, silly-ass shit. Like, yeah. Who are you listening to right now? Like, music-wise? Uh... To be honest, I've been like so caught up listening to my new tape. Like that's all I've been listening to. But I listen to like I've been listening to Theo Parrish, and I've been listening to like Slower. Who else? And I've listened to like Do Hickey Baller. Mm. That's pretty much it right now, though. But you got a new tape on the way? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm Wait. trying to get like as soon as I can. To be honest, I just gotta like. Like rework a couple of things on it. And will this one be similar to the Free Scott where it's just songs you've been sending on, or did you like kind of go out and record some? All of these are like recorders for the tape. Got you. Yeah. So when did that process start? Um last year. Like kind of like simultaneously as I was pulling like the Free Scott tape together, it just kinda like mm-hmm. I was recording stuff for the Free Scott tape. But then it kind of turned into like I just wanted to get a couple of songs like out the way, so I just I moved all the really good shit to the next one and just. Put Wait, who's gonna be on it? Um, gonna be Lorado gonna be on there, and then a lot of Samad and Gendrix, and some Snower on there, and you know maybe more. I don't know yet, but definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, nah, it sounds exciting though. But yeah, I've been working on this for a shit is gonna be really good, for sure. All right, but yeah, do you have like any idea, like uh, estimate about when we should expect it? What? I don't know, maybe next month, like within the next two months. Oh shit, all right, so yeah, it's coming, coming soon. Yeah, pretty soon. All right, but um, I just had like a couple more questions about just some of the collaborations okay. that you've had. How'd you start working with Tommy Billsbigger? Because that's another. I feel like I fuck with hearing him over your beats like the most. Um, like every time y'all come together, it's always like a hit to me. I think Mikey just came to LA and he was listening to Tommy Dillsbury and he put me on and we just hit him up, I'm pretty sure, put him up on Instagram. Facts. Yeah, we was shit, we was big fans. So like his tape that he had with No Way Eights. Who was listening to that shit all year? We just hit him up. 
Yeah, the flow is crazy. Yeah. Have y'all got to like wink in person? Yeah, we did a show. Oh, we did a show Hollywood actually, like two or three months ago. Oh shit! Oh yeah, there you go. Um, and then another artist slash collective you've been working with is Surf Game, uh, but specifically Mo Beretta and Surf Game, but also you have songs like Evil Gianni and Harrison and stuff. How did y'all like link up? Uh, I would say through Lorado. Mm-hmm. I, I Harrison have been friends for a long time, so I met Harrison. And then, uh, I don't know, I guess they had a studio assistant. They must have invited uh, Lorado or something, and I just I, I just met him there. I met Mo really smoking. We were just, yeah, just smoking weed and making music and shit. I don't know if I asked this right, but you like fuck with playing the game? Like, you be playing yeah. video games? Same. What are you, what are you playing right now? Tekken. Tekken? I really like fighting games and stuff. And like, any competitive, like, free game, like Apex. So like, I was playing Fortnite a lot. Like, when I first got kicked out, then I moved to LA. And I had no job. I literally was just, like, playing Fortnite wages for money and, like, eating McDonald's. Same. But I, I stopped playing that shit though, like 2019. But I, I played a lot of Apex, just competitive and like Call of Duty. I, I play mm-hmm. a lot of. Games. I do that. Gotcha. Than I make. Do you like play the game while you're making beats? Is that like part of uh, your like creative process? Because I feel like a lot of producers have like worked playing the game into how they make their beats too. I mean, a lot of my. My inspiration, like, for music period comes from, like, video games and, like, the producers that were, like, working on video games. So, like, yeah, I got to, like, have, like, multiple monitors up with, like, a YouTube video up and, like, I got to have a game on, even if it's just, like, the loaded screen or some shit. Yeah. I need a bunch of, like, screens, to be honest, to, like, really get in my zone. I feel that. It's about, like, the environment and shit. What would you say Tekken is probably, like, your favorite game, like, the series. So I feel like people that fuck with Tekken like really fuck with Tekken. Yeah, Tekken definitely my favorite game. Yeah. Snap shout out Tekken. But and I was uh, a huge Call of Duty kid. Like when I was young, that's all I played was Call of Duty. Call of Duty. What was your uh, your tag name or clan or whatever? I forgot what they called you. Bro, I, just, I was in so many clans on PS3 because you could just keep making accounts. So like. Yeah, I had my, like, one of my handles was, like, Nasty Nova or something. And then I got kicked out of that clan because, like, I was, like, 13 years old. And I first got a mic. And I started talking, and they found out that I was black. And they was just like, yo, you're black? And then they just all left the game. Damn. That shit was so funny. Bro, they be ruthless. Yeah, Black Ops 2 was crazy. Yeah, that shit is crazy. But I, yeah, I had a whole bunch of, like, handles on Call of Duty. Hmm. You like recently had a child, right? Yeah, she about to be three. Congratulations, congratulations. Um, how you how has that like kind of impacted your life, especially like cre- creatively and stuff like that? Honestly, like it kind of made me a lot more motivated. To be honest, I feel like that's really the reason I started like making a lot more stuff too. As she was born, and like just like where she was born, that's when I like. You know, it was producing like that's when I made like Blue Lady and stuff and all that. Stuff.
That's when I, and when I made Blue Lady, that was me coming back from like damn near two years and not making music stuff. Like I just started producing again. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great that that was like a motivating factor. I feel like that happens like when people have actual kids, you know. It's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Locking mode activated. That's- and especially um, like in Los Angeles, like it's an expensive city to like raise a child in. Yeah. Like, right. My right. right. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations again, man. It's great. Um, I just have a couple like producer questions for you before we like get out of here. Um, yeah, I just feel like your your beats in general are like very like intricate, and I feel like every sound is like pretty intentional is that like an accurate way and how would you describe like your your music in general i think it sounds like it might sound well thought out because what i like what i did with my process is like i kind of took a lot of stuff out but i kind of like stripped my beats and stuff so it's like it's only a few sounds now like i only use like three or four drums on the beat and stuff like that but it's not even that it's more well thought out, honestly. Sometimes it's really like mindless, to be honest. Like the drums, like I just be sometimes I just be clicking that shit in, and then just export it, and it be done. But honestly, I feel like that's just the the result of me like kind of simplifying it though. Yeah, and like I, I leave a lot of space. Like I don't with my hi hats. I like I, t- I t- tend to leave a lot of space in the beat and stuff. So it's, it make everything sound more like deliberate. You can you can hear the sound like. Yeah, and do you sample at all, or are you doing everything like VSTs? Uh, so like for the past couple of years, like all VSTs, I used to sample like a lot. Mm-hmm. I want I kind of want to get into sampling again. This is I be having trouble like digging for samples now because like the music I listen to. It'd be so good. Like I feel like if I sampled it, it's not even gonna be as hard. Like, like <laughs> I'll be listening to something like Ron Trent, like "Hooked on Your Love," like it's a really good like dance track, and I'd be like, "Damn, I should sample this," but it's like it's not gonna be as hard as it was. That's fair. But I do have producers like uh, that I'm friends with, like Grant Lapointe, who make like like sample like melodies, like really, really like high quality melodies, and I, and I work with shit like that. That's fire. Do you use like live instruments at all in your process? Um, like I use contact, so it kind of has like synthesized like live instruments, so it'll like sound like a live instrument. But uh, just the guitar, like I recorded the guitar before. Word, that's cool. So like you'll like play a guitar and then you'll like kind of like edit it and shit and change the sound to Oh, I don't have a lot of my guitar stuff up, but like yeah, I just like just record. Oh, you just like yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's cool. I feel like I normally ask this to rappers, like, because I always ask, like, do you stand up or sit down to record? Because I feel like a lot of rappers vary. Do you stand up? I feel like you're sitting down most of the time to record, to make, like, beats and shit, but do you stand up at all? Uh, So I do rap sometimes just for first time, but, like, yeah. I be joking and shit, but I actually be standing when I be recording, I think. 
But like, yeah, if I'm making beats, I'm staying down. But if I'm recording, I'm staying I do actually have a rap song out on uh, on the 2K3 reset. But I didn't say nothing. All right, word. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes it can be kind of hard to tell just how the way um the songs are titled, like if you're rapping on any of them or if it's just you as a producer. Yeah, and then that tape, uh, I forgot to put the soundtrack because like, I typed the whole soundtrack one time and then like I, I hit save and then it was gone and I was just like, fuck it. But I think I, I should put one up there. I'm going to put one up there. Sam, yeah. Definitely trying to hear more Osiris on the mic. I got a couple of songs. Like, honestly, when me and Mikey first met, we used to like record a lot of songs. But like more to be made beats, we used to just be rapping. Facts. What's like the favorite, what's your, if people wanted to know or hear like an Osiris Israel song with him rapping on, if you rapping on it, what would you tell them to check out that's like out right now? There's literally nothing. I'm pretty sure only that song on a 2K3 reset is out. Some kid like the other song of me rapping on like this fucking certified chopper beat, but I can find it. Tell them to buy it, but that's it. Cause I wasn't even finna drop it, bro. Some kid took it off my laptop that I was selling the beat to. And like put it on SoundCloud. That's crazy. I had I had one song out uh, earlier. It was probably like 2021. But I, I probably mm. people be asking me to re-upload it, but like, nah, I'm not doing it. That's fair. So is there a specific right? reason why? Uh, I mean, I'm just I I don't want to rap. Like, I don't want to. That's fair. I do it sometimes, like when it's fun. But yeah. I don't. I don't yeah, rappers, so <laughs> I was worried about dropping them soon. How many beats do you think you've made, like, total? If you had to, like, put, like, a number on it. Well, probably less than, like, like a thousand. So I... You think so? I've been making beats for, like, like, seven years or something. Yeah, so it makes sense. But only like, like three hundred of them is good. Mm -hmm. True, true, true. Well, you kind of grew up moving around a lot, and then you settled in Maryland, and then I think you got like into making music and producing in Maryland, then moved out to LA. But then you have like people thought Corazon was like based in Atlanta and shit like that. You work with a lot of people like in Atlanta mm -hmm. or like in Florida. Um, do you like identify with any type of music scene at all? Like, uh, do you feel like you're like an LA producer or whatever? Nah, honestly, I feel like I just recently started working with artists from California, like, like the last year. <laughs> but I am interested in artists from California, to be honest. Like Samaj, he's from California. He's from Compton. Mm -hmm. Me and him been uh, working on a lot of shit. He's probably like the main person I've been working with recently, other than Robin. Facts, but no, I don't. I don't feel like I'm a part of any like scene right now. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like you kind of exist like outside of that. But like, where do you see? I guess yourself in the general like music scene. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of doing me like 
I feel like the perspective kind of has changed recently, but I don't know why. Like, I, I kind of just doing the same shit I've always been doing, to be honest, other than, like, DJing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I do have goals, though, that I'm trying to reach, like, I guess that's what it is, like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like you kind of built, like, a very, like, solid following for yourself, for people that, like, really fuck with your stuff, and it's only expanding and shit like that. And I feel like you're moving at, like, your own pace in your own lane, which is pretty pretty like ideal i'd say i know that that really long break i took kind of got me accustomed to like just you know my own pace like i just kind of mm-hmm. like got overwhelmed from like all the like lucky shit it just it just felt like my career was like all about lucky back then so it was just like i just true i was just over it just stopped so it, it was refreshing like to come back to it and just kind of like be osiris and not like the nigga who was on Lucky Album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause like I, I had no idea you made that song until I started doing um research. And I was like, oh shit, he produced this. Like I got hit too through like some completely, a uh, different shit. So that's that's good. Yeah, like that beat, that was like one of the first beats I made. And my homie Franco just had his fucking beat email because of Instagram group chats and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's funny as shit. Well, yeah, I I feel like those are all the questions I had. Um, this is a question I've been I haven't really asked that many people recently, but I used to ask a lot. Who's someone? Cause especially because I feel like you're pretty knowledgeable about music. But who's someone from like that 2013 to like 2016, 2017 underground SoundCloud era that you feel like should have got more um, like attention and shit like that? I don't know. Probably a lot of people like Wintertime. He was really hard back then. I feel like K Supreme was really, really good back then. I mean, I feel like people was listening to K Supreme back then. But, but Dad, you know, could have been more. Dad, he was really, really good. Dad, What's up, baby? He really was. I fell. <laughs> hey. What's good? Up, 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 up. Daddy, my hair is. My head. I might have to get out of here in a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was like the last question. I was just gonna ask you, uh, what should we expect in the future? Our. Um, just music videos. Are we? Are we? Our. I heard my hat. Hat. My head is hurt. Come here. Come here, Bet. Um, and then any any shout outs? Uh, shout out to everybody in Corazon. Shout out to Lorado. Shout out to Mikey. Shout out to Rob. It's His yummy, birthday was like a couple days ago. It's yummy. Shout out to Nami. Taste it. Daddy's yummy. Daddy's yummy. And I shout out Osiris yeah. Israel. And shout uh, out. No, it's taste it. Taste it. Alright, and that's it. Sorry, it's Israel. Sleepwalker. Peace. Hi. You too. Bye.